0: Butler, baseline, step back for the win, and he is fouled, fouled. he has fouled Jimmy Butler, and he'll go to the line. Jimmy Butler got fouled, and a chance to win it at the free throw line with no time left on that clock! I have seen everything! <laughs> for the win, at the free throw line. Oh! Got it to go, oh it rolled on off the front of the rim and down and in, I thought it was gonna pop out. Oh my goodness! Jimmy trying to make it two. And he does, and that is the ball game. Westbrook with a deflection,
1: poked it right back to Gilgis Alexander. He finds Dort, shoots for three, blocked by Harden. Jordan picks it back up, tried to throw it back off the of James, and it went out of bounds with 5 tenths of a second to go. Well, offensively, I feel like, <laughs> excuse
0: my language, but I couldn't make a shot. There's James Harden after the Rockets win Game 7. They beat the Thunder 104-102. He couldn't make a shot, PK, but he got a block when they really needed it, and they are moving on to play the Lakers. Game 7s. They're not supposed to be pretty. They're a battle, and the Rockets got through it.
1: Well, just to be accurate, you know, coming from the Walter Cronkite School of Journalism, he could make a shot. He didn't make many of them, but he could make a shot. Four of 15. One of nine from three. And then he had yeah, so that was four shots that he made. So well, there's other ways to win ball games, and other guys were shooting okay. And Dort was out of his mind. I mean, what <laughs> a great story to be a, an unrestricted free agent, undrafted, unbelievable, unreal, unprecedented.
0: 30 points, the Rockets had decided they were not going to defend him. They were going to play five on four, and if he got open three-pointers, so be it. And went he was six and 12. <laughs>
1: 30, yeah. good, good story game. for the young man here that uh, no one drafted him. Two, two rounds of NBA draft, and here he is starting. Uh, had the game of his life. Good for him. Uh, but yeah, it was, a, it was an interesting, entertaining game. Went right Going right down to the end there, Harden with the huge block. I thought the calls, both of the calls in the Heat-Bucks games were just ridiculous.
0: Wasn't it weird that we were sitting here 24 hours ago talking about how physical the second half of the Jazz game was? Hey, how once Gobert figured, hey, I just, got, I just got fouled, I just got raked here, and they didn't call anything, so I'm just going to go down and just saddle up there, big guy, and ride Jokic all the way to the hoop and foul him like three times in five seconds. And then the next night, that was the, the, on the three-pointer, that wasn't a foul. Goran Dragic was there, his feet were set, his arms were straight in the air, he didn't move.
1: That was the referee guy said it was, though. Yeah, he's wrong. <laughs> I, was, I couldn't believe it. That is not a foul. Those guys are worthless. It, it's like Van Gundy. No coach has ever been anything less than brilliant. And this referee, ex referee, they're all right. Come on.
0: And onto DeKempo touched him. I mean, at the very definition of a touch foul. I know, jump shooter in the air, protect him.
1: I wouldn't but at have called the either. End of a game. Well, I mean, they canceled each other out, so that's why the Bucks didn't have much of an argument there. It's just the not Bucks, what we want to see. Uh, well, as long as they're going to cancel each other out, out, I do. I can live with it. It's just like we'll wink. I, I mean, I once had a uh, referee to Steve Cleveland's like two minutes into the game. The referee runs by, and they had to call several fouls. And Steve is arguing. The referee says, "Relax, relax, man. There's 38 minutes to go." I was like, we'll, "We'll take care of this." I mean, that's that's not an, maybe not an exact quote, but it is absolutely close enough to be uh, representative of what the referee was saying. Yeah, that's what he was telling him. It's the message. Yeah. Well, this will this will even out. Don't worry about it. We just barely got started here, so they did even out. I just don't think the Bucks. I know you've been talking about the Bucs as winning a title. I just I don't think they're even close to it.
0: Best regular season record, but it is not translating in the postseason. They are down two games to none now.
1: Yeah, and I don't it's not like I think the Heat are a great team. I I just outside of Hans Combo, I just don't really see a whole lot on that Bucks team.
0: Raptors and Celtics. Boston's up 2-0, trying to make it 3-0 today. That's at 4-30. Nuggets and Clippers, game one of their second-round series tonight, 7 o'clock on TNT. Michael Porter Jr., in advance of that series, said the Clippers passed on drafting him twice because L.A.'s team doctor thought, I would never play basketball again. He'd had back surgery uh, at Missouri. And, and actually had to sit out a bunch of games with the Nuggets, too. So, both the college and pro level, he's done some sitting over the course of two well, seasons. Well, almost two years yeah. as a pro.
1: Well, I mean, that, that those are things that you have to consider when you draft him. So, uh, who's to say the Clippers are wrong? Just because he's played a few games this year, does that make him wrong? May not. You know, we don't know what the future
0: holds. And he had so many injuries that even if it turns out to be the wrong decision, it still wasn't a terrible decision. Well, it's not who you don't take, it's who you take. The NBA has warned playoff teams that they have to maintain order among ownership, front office executives, and player guests sitting courtside at the playoff games in Disney Wide World of Sports Complex. The NBA has concerns that voices may be carrying and could be picked up on TV microphones. There have been isolated occasions when front office executives could be heard loudly disagreeing with the officials. I want a camera streaming at all times. I want to see who it is. I
1: want to know. I couldn't care less.
0: Marcus Morris gets oh. fined thirty-five grand for that flagrant foul on Luka Doncic. Doncic gets fined $15,000 for throwing a ball at the legs of a game official. No suspension for Morris, though. So, thirty-five dollars is that like we uh, had seventy seventy five thousand dollars now in fines here over the last couple of games, but no uh, no suspensions in the bubble.
1: The league is woke. Of course, they weren't going to suspend Morris
0: after the first one. I figured they wouldn't suspend him for this one either. Why not? At this point, at this point, you can do anything and just pay the fine. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. You know, what I was trying to say back then, admittedly, I uh, probably wasn't as clear as I would have liked to have been. Um, but what I wanted to say then, what I, what I would echo again now, is that uh, while the virus does not give me a great amount of personal fear, um, you know, there's still great reason for me to engage in wearing a mask and social distancing and you know washing my hands as frequently as I can and, and, and following protocols that have been set in place. Uh, Obviously, to be respectful and considerate of other people, uh, which is very important. That's Kirk Cousins cleaning things up after his if I die, I die comments. But he's going to wear the mask and protect other
1: people. So you got that going for you. That free speech is alive and well, as long as it's the right free speech. That's for sure. If I die, I die. Well, yeah, if you die, you die. I mean, there's risk involved in everything. I mean, essentially, that's what he was saying. Some people, you can... I, I, that That's sort of the way I feel. That doesn't mean I'm not adhering to all the stuff that you're supposed to do. But not everyone wants to just stay at home. That is a true story. And he's of the age group that his chances of dying are very, very slim.
0: And Especially if he has no underlying conditions and if he's got no people around him with underlying conditions, then it really... Uh really becomes a different but deal. But
1: that doesn't mean you need to you don't adhere to the protocols. Right. Of course you do. So the on
0: field news, Leonard Fournette just let go, released by Jacksonville, clears waivers, signs with the Bucks. The future is now in Tampa Bay. They give Leonard Fournette a one year deal.
1: Well, that'll be interesting to see because Tom Brady has never really had a big time back. I mean, Corey Dillon, he's had a few guys that are pretty good. And if you're in the NFL, obviously you're pretty good. But the point being that when he was doing all this great stuff that he did, I don't think that they were uh, necessarily a ground-oriented team. So what caliber of running back do you need? Do you need a great Derrick Henry running back? Or do you need somebody who can do what all these things that you need them to do? and be successful. Now obviously in, in New England that's what they had. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with Tampa Bay as far as how they approach the offense. And Bruce Arians is known as a great quarterback coach, so you would think that they would put Fournette in positions to succeed, not necessarily to succeed as this great all pro type running back that we think of traditionally.
0: So, I think there's a couple things there. Is he, uh, you know, a thousand yard back and all that? He went for uh, almost 1,200 yards last he year. He did. He did. But I would think the more important thing is, you know, and, and he's, I mean, he's a big guy. You know, he's 225, pushing 230 listed weight, and you never know how close that is to the truth. But he's a six footer. And so when you get short yardage, you know, you can drive 79 yards down the field and you get a field goal. You get that 80th yard, you get that last yard. You get four more points, so is he going to be really good in short yardage situations? And I know that's partly on the line, too. It's the ultimate team game and all that stuff. But when you hear they're getting a big back, you're thinking maybe he's lost a step, and so maybe the big runs aren't there. But if he's going to convert third and one, and if he's going to get them in the end zone when they're down inside the five-yard line, then he's totally worth it. Chargers Anthony Lynn announced to Justin Herbert, Oregon rookie, the rookie out of Oregon, 6th overall pick in the draft, will be the backup Tyra Taylor will be the team's starting quarterback for now. Okay, he didn't say for now, but PK, aren't we all thinking right now is what he For saying. now. Yeah, right now. How many weeks you give it?
1: Well, you've had anything from a few weeks to 3 years in the case of Red Favre, so I can't really say. I'll establish the
0: over/under at eight. Which side do you want to come down on? Eight's about the number I'm thinking. Midway through the season, it'll happen. I mean, it's the NFL; it could happen because of the injury in game one. But
1: well, we've also seen veterans who are around and around and around, and they get in the right situation and they play fairly well. So last like year, Hill, right. Fitzpatrick,
0: Washington coach Ron Rivera says Dwayne Haskins will be the team's starting quarterback. Kyle Allen is the backup. Alex Smith has not yet taken snaps in full pads during a full team practice situation after turning from a gruesome leg injury. So, third third yeah. string for now for Alex Smith. you think it's uh, going to happen for him? Do I think
1: it's going to happen? Is that what you asked me? Yeah, is he going to play again? I don't think so. I don't think he's going to be a starter. I think that, it, particularly in this team uh, with the Haskins, uh, Allen was with Rivera down there in Carolina last year, interestingly enough. And so he played a little bit uh, in place of Newton. But it seems to me that Haskins is, was your high pick two years ago, and he's going to play. You're going to develop try, try to develop him, see what you got there. And Allen's a young kid himself, but I wouldn't think that Alex Smith would get much time out on the field. DJ and PK.
0: Hashtag college football.
1: Honestly, it's a... Uh... It's an emotional topic. You know, Matt Bushman is one of the greatest guys that I've ever met, one of the greatest players that I've ever played with. And for him to go through what he's going through, I kind of feel him in a sense because I've had a a major injury. But for him to be a senior, and for him to be going going through this right now, it's tough. And uh, a lot of us seniors and a lot of us players, we're just trying to do anything and everything we can to be there for him during this time. That's BYU defensive
0: back Troy Warner talking about Matt Bushman, and uh, BYU's star tight end, leading receiver a year ago, and he's out with an Achilles before the first game.
1: That's awful. I mean, there's, there's nothing more you need to say on that. Uh, you just hope that he comes back and, and you hear about Matt Bushman when he's getting paid big money. And if that's the case, he'll never get back this season. Obviously, this season is a goner for him. But if he can recover and get back and have an opportunity to play in the NFL, he could still have a pretty good ending. But for the interim time, it it sucks sucks on every level.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But hopefully he gets back and and he gets to play in the NFL. Right. Georgia, Jamie Newman expected to be the starting quarterback, but he has opted out of the season due to COVID-19 concerns. He was a grad transfer from Wake Forest. Expected to play and, uh, you know, going from Wake Forest to Georgia, you figure you're going to be surrounded by a little more talent and the scouts are going to have more confidence in you because they're going to see you playing against SEC football at the highest level and all that. But uh, he's decided not to go, and that means that JT Daniels, the former USC quarterback, is now expected to be the starter. Expect big things out of JT Daniels at Georgia?
1: Uh, a couple of things. Newman will play in the NFL. Uh, he'll get drafted. He'll have the opportunity to play in the NFL. Was, let's just put it there. That
0: was why it's bolster the draft yeah. prospects, right? So,
1: yeah, I think he's rated like uh, sixth, seventh, quarterback, yeah, he's quarterback. In the top so ten. Yeah. His his time will come. That's a surprising decision. I don't know what uh, beyond that. I just take it at face value. Uh, Daniels, you know, he had the high rep and played a little, played his freshman year, and then we know he got hurt. Uh, didn't play at all last year. You know, we've heard that uh, fields from Ohio State's been hanging around Georgia's practices. <laughs> so it'll <laughs> be interesting to see if that, that would determine that. But, you know, I hope for. I don't really care if Daniels is good or not. What I care about is he's healthy and then he has the opportunity to be good or not. And then it's up to him that he can do what he does but it's it's a crazy crazy story you know things happen so unexpectedly because he was all that right coming out of modern day there in in orange county and going up to sc and starting as a freshman and you think okay he's going to play his three years to go to the nfl and be really really good and then he gets hurt you think all the trojans are screwed and now they got Slovis, who looks like he's better than daniels (laughs) just you know i think the point here is whatever your situation is, stay with it. You know, and, and with Daniels, he didn't stay with SC, but, I mean, you know, do your rehab and all, and you'll get opportunities. If you keep knocking on the door, man, and stay with it, it's a life lesson, and these kids are learning it at a young age. So, I mean, I guess I hope he does well. It doesn't really concern me either way, but I, I want to make sure that he's healthy enough to have the opportunity to do well. That That would be something. Iowa
0: State announced a plan Monday to allow twenty-five thousand fans to attend its September 12 home opener against Louisiana. It's now reversed course and will no longer allow fans. And the school cited feedback from the community in announcing its decision.
1: Well, twenty-five seemed like a big number. I don't know what the stadium holds. I think it, I think
0: it's about seventy because the Utes played there like 2009 or something like that, 2010. I, I remember something about like there were sixty-seven thousand there or something. I mean, it's a big facility, but it, you're right. Jack Stadium. It still seemed like a big number, and I'm surprised that they're going to no fans. You're thinking, well, you're, you'll, you'll right. allow ten thousand or five thousand.
1: Shouldn't we just call that the, their opponent L? Since we call Louisiana State LSU, shouldn't we just call them L?
0: Uh, we could. We could call them. Uh, we call North Carolina UNC. So they could be U L or L U. Colorado, it's called C U,
1: which makes no sense because it's not Colorado University; it's the University of Colorado. Well, if you call them U C, then I'm going to get confused with all the schools in California. Well, no one really cares about you, though. In the big scheme of things, I'm sorry to say that.
0: It's true, I know though, It's
1: a blow to you and more I'm of a need re- a revelation. I'm going to need segment So, but we don't really; it doesn't really bother. You know, you wouldn't because if I just said U C. You would get confused with all the schools. You see who?
0: You <laughs> see uh, BYU, Monday at 6 p.m. on ESPN.
1: You wouldn't have any idea. So that's that's what I'm talking about. DJ and PK.
0: Hashtag Major
1: League Baseball.
0: We'll swing in another. Fly ball deep in the air to left field. Gardner turns and looks, and that's how you answer it. A two-run homer for Mike Brasso. Four-nothing Rays in the first. The 0-1 pitch now on its way. There's a swing and a fly ball to right center field and fairly deep. Back out of this Hicks to the wall. It's a two-homer game. Mike Brasso goes oppo. And the Rays get on the other side of the slam. 5 nothing Tampa bay Throw 101 miles an hour at my head.
1: I'll show you. Well, that's what happened two nights ago. But Brasso went oppo, and I can tell you, he had great velo on that.
0: (laughs) All right. Sweet. (laughs) I only need half a word. I'll figure out the rest of the word. 5-2 the final in that one. Uh, Chapman. uh, Three-game ban. Aaron Boone. Rays, Skipper, Kevin Cash, both suspended one game. Also, undisclosed fines. Why are they undisclosed fines? What's up with that? I don't know. I don't know. Tampa Bay getting the upper hand there. Mookie Betts, ninth inning, going deep to tie up the game with the Diamondbacks at one. And then in the 10th inning, Will Smith with the walk-off single. And the Dodgers beat the Diamondbacks, improved to 28-10. They are winning at a
1: ridiculous clip, PK. Well, that's what we anticipated. Yeah, and uh, Bueller, who was uh, hurt, had a blister. He came back. Uh, he didn't get the win because they limited his innings. He went five innings, I think. I think he only allowed two hits, six Ks. Looked really good. So, yeah, the rich get richer there. You know, I watched uh, that game in the ninth, and then it got to be around 10 o'clock, and thinking, ah, I'm not going to stay up. I'm going to go to bed. Well, I, I have the uh, MLB app. And uh, so as I was getting ready to go to bed, I just looked at it, and I saw the, you know, they have the diamond, and they'll have a green highlight to indicate the base runners. And I, I saw that Diamondbacks had a highlight on second base, and I thought, oh, man, that's, that's good for them. The guy must have hit a leadoff double. <laughs> you <laughs> forgot? <totally> forgot? Yeah, <laughs> totally forgot, totally forgot that. No, you idiot. They start <laughs> with the runner on second base now. That's automatic. And I didn't figure it out till 1.30 in the morning. When did you go to sleep? <laughs> Went to bed at ten. Actually, it was about ten thirty. You I woke did up one for the night. Yeah, I mean, I wake up three times a night. So I thought, oh, I'm up. I might as well just uh, look <laughs> and see what happened. And then I saw that. And then that it was literally at one thirty at night. I'm scrolling through my MLB app, <laughs> and then I realized, no, they start the runner on second base, you idiot. Because then they said in the Dodgers when they started with the runner on the second base. And then it dawned on me, uh, could you get with the times here? Art Shamsky is not walking through that door.
0: Tom Seaver, Hall of Famer, New York Mets legend. Played with the Reds and White Sox as well. Passed away at the age of seventy-five. Boston. Had uh, yeah, Boston at the end of his career. Louis Body dementia and COVID nineteen.
1: Yeah, that's the same thing. Dementia. Louis Body's the same thing for Coach Sloan. Yep. And the Seaver family had announced several months ago that Tom will no longer be making appearances. Uh any, any public appearances, so you knew the end was near, and he is—he's the greatest New York Met of them all. When you think of the New York Mets, you think of Tom Seaver. Although, interestingly enough, he—certainly, you think of Tom Seaver, you think of Mets. And when I say Carlton Fisk, who do you think of?
0: Well, I think of Red Sox, but I know a lot of people think of White Sox.
1: Yeah, and so when Tom Seaver won his 300th game, which is the legendary mark for all pitchers to attain. He was pitching in Yankee Stadium, and he pitched a complete game for the White Sox, and his catcher was Carlton Fisk. (laughs) Weird. Yeah, it really is. Uh, When when guys at the end of the career. Same thing with Randy Johnson. I think that he got, you think of Seattle and Arizona, he got his 300th with the Giants. Uh, But uh, guys move around a little bit. Uh, He is one of two players, you know, the uh, Major League or Baseball Hall of Fame, I should say, they put a, a ball cap in their insignia. He's one of two Mets in the Hall of Fame that have the Met hat. You know the other one is? Uh,
0: I should if it's Hall of Famer, but uh, guys move around. Who would it be?
1: Yeah, you've obviously heard the name.
0: Yes. Ed you, Cranepool. He pulled out Ed
1: Cranepool like a
0: week ago. That was awesome. Ed Cranepool. They did interview <laughs> him.
1: I was watching Baseball Network and did a little thing on on Tom.
0: Uh, I watched it last night and I thought they did a lot they had a lot of coverage on it I mean 300 wins 3,000 strikeouts a lot of it was
1: repeated it was just Uh, uh, especially here because for some reason MLB considers us to be in the Diamondbacks territory so when the Diamondbacks play on MLB Network they black it out ah so then they had to play that stuff over and over again if there's not an, uh, other games and they can only go to other games for a certain amount of time, which I think is stupid to have us. They have uh, the Rockies in Arizona, which is why I have to have the direct TV so that I can buy the package on the sports Arizo, Fox Sports Arizona to get them, nevertheless. Uh, Mike Piazza is the other guy.
0: Oh, there you go. And I think of him as a Dodger.
1: But there you go.
0: DJ and PK. Hashtag RSL. Ruiz, he'll have a go.
1: He did it. He
0: beat Stefan Fry. 2-2, the big left foot. Finally, the 85th minute, Dunny. What an absolute bomb. An absolute bomb this is from Paulo Ruiz. RSL getting pretty good at playing from behind. That is the fifth time this year they've had to play from behind. And came back to get a, a point, salvage a point, split the points with Seattle with that goal in the 85th minute. Pablo Ruiz kicks a ball so hard, you would never want to get hit by that. And we just saw an RSL guy uh, get hit by a ball and get a concussion, and uh, you would not want to get hit by Ruiz. That would that would be brutal.
1: Well, there was a loud crowd noise, man. They must have had a great crowd there,
0: huh? They had about four thousand people, and. Honestly, I thought that the truck was, like, sweetening it with sound effects. There's got to be something about the concrete and the way it rattles around. It was hard to believe. I mean, 4,000 people is less than a quarter of capacity, and it's something about the concrete or something. It was way loud. Reverberation. Reverberation. Excellent word. Or just reverb, since you're only using half of every word. Oppo, velo, reverb. I was
1: watching basketball, so I didn't see the game. I know you guys were all pumped when they won up in Portland, as when they tied up in Portland, I should say, is that the same feel here? No,
0: no. At home uh, against a team, they're flying in on the day of the game, which is clearly less than optimal. Or somebody else would be doing it, uh, but they're doing it to minimize time on the road and all that, and try to take precautions. And so it it really felt like they let they they had a chance to get a couple to get all three points there, and they let a couple of them get away. It wasn't. I mean, it was good because they came back and they salvaged something, but if you don't win at home in Major League Soccer, you're going to have a problem. If you're at home, you need, you need to get the three points. Okay. So, So they keep giving up uh, early goals. In this case, it was a handball and a penalty, and then they're, you're playing from behind and, uh, and chasing the game. So, but the, the thing is, like a week ago, They were this, you know, defensively they were outstanding. All the numbers were awesome, but where were the goals going to come from? And now they've scored ten goals in three games. And it's everybody. The funny thing is the guy you would really think, oh, well, if they've gotten going, then Albert Rusnak has probably got, you know, a couple goals and three assists and all that. He hasn't scored in this run, so... You got to figure he's going to heat up at some point. So now it's more a case of uh, you, you got to stop giving him so many goals. So they're at Minnesota on Sunday, and they're going to have to mix up the lineup because a lot of guys have been playing a lot of minutes here as they play twice a week.
1: And Robbie Russell isn't walking through that door.
0: Robbie Russell is not. He's in an emergency room in Virginia treating COVID patients. He's not walking through that door. Nice pull on Robbie Russell, though. Good work.
1: Oh, Shadow Mountain High School down there in See? Scottsdale.
0: <laughs> okay. Shout out. What is Trending brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, coming up, Riley Jensen, our college football insider. It's Wednesday. we got a game on Monday. We will talk with him and Craig Jack, TV voice of the Utah Jazz, to put a wrap on the season at 830. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.